Yeah, the show went from Lifetime and then got picked up from Netflix and then everybody watched it on Netflix and it blew like 40 up. 40 million viewers, yeah. 40 million viewers, was For that the number? season one, yeah. Yeah. It has sort of an endearing plot where usually you get these Lifetime movies where the acting is bad and it's just about an affair that goes wrong and then someone becomes a murderer. This is a little bit different. You got a stalker and you hear it from his perspective and I compare it mostly to Dexter because you hear his narration, except for the fact that he doesn't kill people who deserve to die. He just kills people who get in his way. But isn't Dexter more dark than you is? That's a that's a good question. But I'd say no, because the main character of you not only kidnaps people who are innocent, but and doesn't mean to torture them, but ends up torturing them and then murdering them. And when Dexter makes a mistake, he feels really bad about it. And with you, he's able or Joe, he's able to basically just get over it pretty quickly but then as the and viewer then, is he a protagonist still or is he an anti-hero okay so the show does something weird where every once in a while it will have the dramatic like oh my god i'm a killer i've done this terrible thing and it, even in the second season there was a real moment of like realization for joe and i thought okay well this is his time to redeem himself he's going to turn himself in and that's when the plot twist turned around and love became the bigger mm -hmm. bad right. of that season He's just constantly trying to convince himself that what he's doing makes sense and that he's getting better or that at least everything he does is for a justification. He does get outraged when other people do things that are bad and he does have a weird moral code that sometimes he acts on. But for the most part, he's a stalker who has rationalized murdering people who just get in his way. The, the thing that this show does, especially in this episode, is that like you get these weirdly satisfying moments, one with him talking to his kid, one with him talking to love, where you think that there's been headway made, where he's going to get better or where things don't have to turn out like they have in previous seasons. There's a light piano music in the background and a really good conversation after this party that happens in the first episode where love confronts him about the affair that she thinks that he's had with the neighbor, which he totally was about to have, but then called it off himself. So I... He, he fluctuates and sometimes he seems like the good guy, but when you look at it from the wide perspective, he's definitely the villain of the series. And you learn that more at the end of this episode again. It's like, oh yeah, why are we repeating this pattern again? Right, because Sarah Gamble, the showrunner, said that every episode in season three is fucking bonkers. <laughs> Those are the words that she used. And she also said that Penn Badgley said that like this episode the premiere ends with almost something that would happen in probably like a finale of a different TV show. So I'm excited to like learn what that was. Okay, well, so I should go through the episode yeah. a little bit. Well, they moved to Madre Linda, which is like a small suburban community, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of LA where they were last year and before that, the bigger city in New York, right? So it's going to be about his family life. The first season was about him being single, sort of getting a date. And then uh, the second season, they did date a little in the first season, but the second season was really his big dating life with love, with a completely different character. And then this season is more about family life and parenting and the struggles of that. But also in every season, he's seeking out another girl. So in the last season, we see this twist at the end that love turns evil sort of to help him mm -hmm. and uh he doesn't like that that makes him kind of like veer away from loving love it, love quinn that's her <laughs> name it's a weird yeah. name but that's sort of what the gist of the second season was and then he concentrates on the neighbor and he keeps running into her because he keeps following her around and each season he seems to get worse at stalking in earlier episodes like he would disguise himself but because i guess of the stress of parenting or maybe just because he's he's getting like 
worse at it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I mean, this season's supposed to kind of focus on the marriage aspect. That's supposed to be the big thing. In fact, the cast... But even... it's like he's not trying at all. He literally just, he sees the neighbor leave, and then he's like, I gotta go. And then he jumps in the car, goes to, like, the Walmart parking lot, and then starts, like, jacking off to the neighbor, like, fantasizing Jeez. about her. But then she walks up right to the car, and she's like, knock, knock, knock. Hi, yeah, I can see that you're just trying to get some sleep in here. Here, have that. And then she starts flirting with him, which is weird. She hands him a box of condoms, being like, here, I know that the life can be really hard at home um, after That's after strange. having a kid. Yeah, and so that's where he's like, oh, man, I really like her. Then he follows her to the library, and she also notices him there. She gives him a book, which is a Fitzgerald book that he loves because he's obsessed with books, and that's how he makes money. He reads it, and it's about, like, this adulterous affair. He goes over there later on. She continues to flirt with him. She also has a husband, but um, she married sort of like a trophy wife, and so she's just... <laughs> So she's just living in this big house and, and so we really learn a lot and of and then she like hits on him to the point where she starts making out with him and they go up to her room and it looks like they're gonna have the affair and then that's when he calls it and he's like no i've changed i'm going to go back home and so he goes back home right right and he doesn't admit everything to his wife obviously and he does steal the neighbor whose name is natalie's panties so he's still being weird mm, but yeah. he goes home he says i had a drink with a neighbor and obviously love is also suspicious of like everything that's going on she's she's not a not specifically with natalie yet but definitely that joe is distant with her ever since she's been pregnant and also the other ending twist last year the reason he didn't kill love his wife now is because she was pregnant with their kid and he thought at the end of last season that they were going to have a daughter but in the first scene of this episode, we find out that the doctors had not noticed in the ultrasound that he actually had uh, a, a boy. They just got it wrong. <laughs> um, so then they find out that uh, it's a boy, right? We actually see the birth, sort of. And then he takes, he cuts the, he cuts the cord. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. so he takes the boy and then he's like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this because he was an orphan and he didn't have really a good father figure. Like we've seen in backlashes over the last three seasons that he was beat by the person who adopted him. But also that person taught him how to like uh, write books or not write books. Sorry, like refurbished. Yeah, he yeah. takes books, he refurbishes them and then he sells them like they're antiques. So the right? person that trained him taught, taught him how to like really fix up books. And then, like, sell them for a ton of money. Wait, so the person that abused him... He yeah, got kept him the... down in his cellar, in his book cellar, and just, like... Wait, and that's the cellar that he puts people in now? Yeah, he adopted, basically, that bookstore after. So he was abused by someone, but then found the interest in books that that person... Well, he was orphaned as a kid, had. then he found his interest in books, and then that person, would like, took him under his wing, but also abused him... And so his father figure, like his idea of a father figure, first he didn't have one. And then the one that he had, like abused him. So he's really scared about being an actual father. But could some of that be just from the surprise of him having a boy instead of a daughter? Everything is about the fact that it's a boy and that it's not a girl. Because he's really scared he's going to fuck up a boy. Because he's going to, it's going to turn into him or something. So what exactly is he planning on doing next? Well, we just then? see a bunch of scenes where he's like trying to take care of the baby and the baby's just wailing and he's like giving up. And then Love even says at a point, like the baby can tell if you're not into it. And then she like takes the baby and threatens to go to her like mom's house or something. But then she realizes how much she hates her mom. And then she comes back home and that's when they have the resolution talk about him coming back from the neighbor's place and saying, hey, I just had a drink with a neighbor and um, yeah, she's really weird, just like you said, and blah, 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 blah. Then they go to a party later on. The neighbor lies to Love about 
having had Joe over, and that's what makes Love really suspicious that they had had an affair. And then they have this talk on the way home where they kind of reestablish like who they, like that they're there for one another. Yeah. Sort of. So well, I, it just seems like a lot of this first episode was about introducing Natalie, and then also well, there was another. It's always about introducing who he's going to obsess about, right? Who the season's going to be about? I mean, yeah, we do get a lot of new characters in this episode. For one, we get a lady from Search Party. So, like, okay, so they did right Yeah, it seems like the people from you watch Search Party. Uh, Shalita Grant is her name, and she then plays they, a very similar character. Just really, because in Search Party, she's like ridiculous. Yes, but she's like that. She's a mother as well, but she runs her own blog and podcast, and so she's really like the it mom, you know? Yeah, right. And she has like a group of friends, and they're very sassy. And even Love points out, she's like, "Did you just all call me fat in like a really passive aggressive manner?" And then they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Let's go have coffee." tea or whatever and then they all went to get tea and stuff so she has a weird group of friends and this whole madre linda like area is supposed to be like that like they talk about keto diets and uh intermittent <laughs> fasting and everybody's kind of like really pugnacious and, and annoying. it feels like you've seen that in every show there's always that like kind of annoying group that is almost this like, show isn't really like smart where it's gonna pull, push the boundaries it's kind of making fun of just society as a whole that's what the joe's whole thing is he's very sarcastic about every like rich person tradition that's what he did in the first season in new york obviously la has its own societal like things that you can make fun of like everything well, about it yeah so. i mean like the thing about it though is that i can easily see joe's like narration that he gives to the audience as kind of annoying he says at one point we as a species deserve to go extinct <laughs> and that was after someone said something about like a virtual reality pod that they had in their garage that they masturbated in or something <laughs> so it made sense it was it's funny on its own but then you have to realize that this guy is also insane like the person that you are for the most part sympathizing with and rooting for for them is like in the end a bad bad dude and especially at the end i go from rooting for joe again to rooting for love and it's a reason it's a strange reason why is, is it continual like does it continually shift to both sides throughout the series no it's not i think love is a great contrast to joe because she's not a good person either like right. she clearly she had an interesting backstory in the second season i think her husband died and then she murdered her own brother to kind of protect joe 40 yeah 40 but then she also murdered like someone else that she was jealous of who was the sister of the girl who Joe is now taking care of. That's the only part where Joe is a good guy, where he's he feels bad for the girl's sister who who was murdered because he, he knows that she didn't deserve well, yeah. that. And he, just speaking about love, the actress Victoria Petretti has gotten probably the most acclaim for her role. like Haunting and Hill House Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so you were saying that... Because she's it, kind of adopted. In the second season, you're like, well, I'm not sure about her. Is she just going to be here for the one season arc? Now she's sort of established herself in the show as like a root function without her it's going to be really hard to move anywhere she's kind of like the um the jessica jones david Tennant thing where mm -hmm. they kind of ate off one another except they're supposed to like each other well you were saying that there was like something that happens at the very end that made you switch back to like kind of rooting for love okay what so like obviously the whole season is supposed to be okay now he's fascinated with natalie, natalie the neighbor yeah, right? right and he's it, we're seeing all these listed reasons as to why he's going to love Natalie. And then he cuts it off and he's like, no, goodbye, you. Because he always talks about the person he's obsessed with as you. So that was a For narration. You. That was goodbye, a narr you. Yeah, but that and was he literally like closes the shutter and he's like, goodbye, you. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
But then we learn that's all a lie. Even though we've been seeing one thing from Joe and hearing his thoughts, it's kind of like Mr. Robot where he hasn't been sharing everything with us. Because, yeah, so, uh, and, and even when they had that nice, pleasant conversation at the end of the party between him and love, and they were like, okay, we're going to really lock down on this marriage and actually love each other here and try our best. And you're like, okay, what's the catch? And in my head, I'm like, he still has her underwear, the, the neighbor's underwear. He still picked that up. Love may find that. She might get suspicious, blah, blah, blah. But that's not exactly what happens. Not only does she find it, because if that it was just that, then you could say, oh, he forgot about it or something. Right. And he, she finds his little, like, crawl space, his little, like, Dexter's tiny um, blood stain samples or whatever that he would oh, keep. Right, his yeah. trophy closet, his, like, little, like, anthill of why stuff. Did, why so does he have that, he's, though? Yes, he has it because he's not done fantasizing about her. As much as he's been telling us in his brain that he isn't going to be, clearly a part of him is, like, maybe it's not even a part he's aware of, has kept a box and it's filled with like stuff that he's already started to accumulate with her. So you can tell that fascination is still there and growing. So then you're like, so this is so you hear that completely from Joe, and then you learn and that, so that, that that's that, all a lie. But we slowly get that revealed that that is what love is finding in her own basement. Like she tra- she's she's smart enough to like kind of track that down herself. Then because Natalie is a realtor, and Natalie at the party actually had convinced love that she was a good person and that she would like help her get a restaurant and stuff like that right yeah. until she found out that natalie had lied about joe coming over she calls natalie and she's like hey i want to check out that restaurant i'm like what are you doing why are you checking out that restaurant <laughs> and so she takes her to the restaurant love doesn't seem to be at all upset about anything that natalie had said like calling her a liar or anything they seem to be chatting having a great time talking about this new restaurant she's like great and so they, she's showing her all around the top space she's taking her down to the basement and that's when it's like oh shit that's when we get the reveal that she found the box uh, that love found the right. box that joe had been keeping and love like pulls an axe and just murders natalie so Jeez. the character <laughs> we're supposed to think that joe is going to fascinate about the whole season the person they've been introducing all episode and last season they showed a little yeah, part of it they, right? they wanted to pull a switch on the audience and be like hey we're not going to become complacent with our stories we're not going to just have the same repetition of like he meets a new girl and that's who's going to no love is going to definitely step in there and she was right to honestly i mean natalie didn't seem like a bad character at all uh, she definitely was a bad person but not like a murderer she didn't deserve to get murdered is it like a beheading or is it just like in the chest i i think she we i don't think we see like the full i think she had her throat slit <laughs> I think <laughs> like it's just her body on the ground and we knew what was going to happen. So he, she calls up, uh, she, she calls up Joe and she's like, Hey, um, we got an issue. <laughs> and that's sort of where the first that's, episode ends. Just so, okay. So, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting how Joe rationalizes it now because like he now has lost his fascination to her and whether or not that was lost beforehand or whether or not it's force lost on him because of how she just murdered it <laughs> what well, was this like a slow burn episode or was it supposed to be no there was plenty of stuff her. happening again we got a, pl- a lot of new characters we got the librarian we got the new moms we got the fact that he's got a kid now oh and he has a nice conversation with this kid too where it's probably the funniest one he's he's gotten a library card and he goes to the kid section and he's reading the kid the, the book and then he had, starts having a direct conversation with the baby and and um at first he's like oh, this is ridiculous but then he's like talking about how he's afraid that he's going to mess up as a father and how it's not going to love him and then the the baby's kind of just like 
Flarp. <laughs> and he's like, but you do understand, right? And then, <laughs> well, the ba- it I was mean, a really good scene. <laughs> the baby, though, is definitely, like, now the moral center of Joe, right? Like, he's going to care for it. There's no Yes, way that's that... why it's like Dexter as well. Right. So, in the end, you think that it's going to kind of be but like... But the thing oh, is, we've been tricked before, where we think, okay, Joe really cares about it. And then he's able to just dismiss it. But this is his kid, though. That's something different, right? Yeah, but all the other people were people he loved supposedly until he realized he didn't love them so you think it's going to be kind of like he's going uh, you to can you can never really trust Jared. well i'm just saying your predictions because yeah he is an unreliable narrator but i'm saying like you think it's going to be he is the definition person. of an un- unreliable narrator because he'll convince you with rational thought of what he's going to do and then do something completely different so in the end it's going to be love versus Joe. is, is uh this season that's what you're thinking no i think that love really took out what was the main hurdle she did what you would want the character sort of to do if it wasn't um real life like if it was real life this would be horrifying on oh, so well, yeah, many levels obviously but in the show it's like if she wants the life that she's been pushing for which is her and joe and the baby living together well, in I this house and trying trying to raise a kid no problems and she finds out what's happening. It is not smart to confront Joe about it because he's just going to lie his ass off. We've seen him do it a thousand times and then you'll end up dead. So by her taking out Natalie, it's probably the best situation for her, but do you, for her plans. But once Joe figures out, don't you think that's going to be a problem? No, because she literally just called him and she told him, she's like, I need your help getting rid of the body. Like so, she, she love doesn't lie to him so even, then, even about the bad stuff what's the point of sherry's character then what do you think her role is going to be of this season oh the the bitchy mom yeah. character is just to be sort of an adversary of love not to be like competitive towards joe in any way but just sort of to piss love off because love is drained at this point she's been taking care of this baby she's been dealing with joe who has obviously been fascinated with someone else she's been dealing with her mom who calls herself glamma and post glamma yeah and post images on instagram has her taking pictures with the fo- yeah but they need her money because it that's where the their money so everything from. is kind of against love in the first episode it seems like everything and again at the end of last season though we weren't on love's side because we were going through joe's narration and joe's narration kind of put love as this villain well it's funny that you say that you think that the show is trying not to become complacent because there have been a couple worries online that the show has maybe started to go back to its stalkerish phase like absolutely no no but that's what this show is at its base core is him being a stalker you cannot at this point joe has done so much bad stuff you cannot redeem his character you just you just can't even if he were to turn himself in and do all this stuff, I just don't see it. So I kind of have to live with it if you're going to be a fan of the show. Are you a fan of the show? I think so, for for the most part. Um, but for Love's character, it's like she's just digging her hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I would normally feel sad about it. But if you're going to have to stay alive in a show like this, then that's what you're basically going to have to do. The- so now I'm rooting for her, too. So I'm rooting for both of them. Good, good luck. <laughs> the first episode um, definitely got a lot of like surprise viewers and, and people were kind of happy about it. Uh, overall, the season has like a 93, 94% on Ron. I think the librarian is going to come into play. You don't cast someone who's a big actor in another Netflix series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or whatever, mm-hmm. and not have her come back into play. So Like I'm a villain sure... or someone who's going to figure out Joe's secret? Well, she, or... she knew immediately about Nat- Natalie and Joe like fawning over each other. And so she, you could tell she's smart. Also, she's a librarian. I think she might become Joe's next fascination. 
but I'm not sure. So you think that the show decided to do the first episode with uh, Natalie, and then now they're just kind of switching things, like almost oh. a MacGuffin type of deal? Yeah. Also, something I should I haven't been brought, bringing up, and I, I should, is the baby, his name is Henry Forty. They named it, or the, it wasn't Joe's decision. It was Love's decision to name the middle name Forty. Everybody's been calling him Forty. Joe hates it, obviously. Because well, yeah, because of what <laughs> happened. was his friend slash yeah. the person that she murdered or... Yeah, she murdered him, right? I think so, yeah, because he was down on his knees, I think. Yeah, that was the part you saw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he feels like it's the reincarnation of 40, so, sort of. And so that's also part of the reason why he can't bond with his kid quite yet. Okay, I mean, he's... <laughs> There's, there seems to be a lot of stuff going on. You're, you're going to watch the rest of the season, I assume. What would you give this first episode? I would give it a nine because it surprised me at the end. And but was, just the surprise factor? Yeah, if they had kept her Natalie alive, I don't think I'd be as interested. It's not just that the twist made for a good twist. It's that it creates all these new possibilities that are so much better than if we were just drawn into another stalking phase of the next door neighbor right right yeah now i don't know where it's going it could turn into one of those things like a dexter season like two or three where he has to cover up like not only his own mess which he's getting worse at stalking people so he's probably getting worse at covering stuff up but also cover up his wife's messes so you're saying basically this is the first time that's happened in this show where it's like you don't really know where it's going to be going yeah i just don't know if there's ever going to be a point where joe can legitimately kill love because that might be the only thing that moves it into a like the next territory where it's just him and the baby and then it's truly another Dexter. Well, well, I I won't do anything away, but 7.7 on IMDb, it has gone, it's already been renewed for season four. The teaser trailer dropped a couple days ago. And at this point, it seems like that was our review. So. I don't know. Let me look at some of these to make sure I've gotten everything in here. We got Lifetime to Netflix, right? Yeah. Quinn, 40 is her brother. Quinn, the, the, the Quinn family. Right. Um, Blood money, that's how they refer to it. Uh, Henry is the son, love is the wife, 40 was the brother. Glamma Dottie is the way that the Instagram ma or grandma goes about it. New York to LA to suburb. Ellie, Ellie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I am curious if Ellie's ever going to make an appearance again. I know that she's, the actress has right. a ton of other work, but she was a cool character in the last season and she was pretty funny. Uh, Sherry Conrad is podcast blog slash mom. Cassidy Diamond from Search Party. Uh, Natalie Neighbor is the realtor. Matthew Engler is... Oh, so that's... I'm pretty sure that Natalie's... the, the I'm pretty sure the repercussion of Natalie being murdered is that her husband is going to be obsessive about finding her. Not only was she, he having cameras in the house, but he was like, definitely... So he might think that she went on the run. He might suspect Joe of having an affair with her. He might suspect anything. And that guy has the amount of money... That, like he's facebook rich or something but villain as well yeah he has a he will play the villain i think now that i'm thinking about it that's probably where this is going he's probably going to start searching for his wife his suspicion is going to fall on joe and again we're going to have this like roll around of how is he going to uh stay away from getting caught while also fascinating about whoever he's fascinating about. The first two seasons of You were adapted from books that were written by Carolyn Kepnes. However, once the show was suspended due to the pandemic back in February, a third book was released on April 6th, but it's unclear if that book is going to have any correlation with this third season. So, Were the first two, like, followed it? Yeah, yeah, one by like, one? loosely, yeah. Loosely, okay. Well, that's our review. Thank you for listening. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.